0: Blue and white at night. We are the this is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590, The Fan, and the Leafs Radio Network. Knock it out on the wing. He does. He gets it ahead. Foligno's got an empty net. Mike Hart. Nick Foligno drops it back to Marner, who will score.
1: And Marner will pick the puck up, knowing it's Foligno's first point as a Leaf. And that pretty much sums up Nick Foligno right there. An opportunity to put it into the empty net, pulls up, waits, feeds it out to Mitch Marner for the easy empty netter. How unselfish and back on track. Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner combining for three goals and five points. The Leafs top in the Jets 5-3 to snap a five-game slide. It's time to break it all down here on Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590. The fan, Nick Alberga and Gord Stellick with you at the Golden Muzzy, at Gord Stelic on Twitter. Sam McKee and Danielle Furtado along for the ride as well. The one and only Anthony Stewart will drop by in mere moments to help break this one down. But just uh, to get off this slide is the is the best news of all, Gordo.
0: Yeah, I'd said either important to make a statement tonight the to Toronto Maple Leafs. And it wasn't like those three games in Edmonton. But I'll tell you the statement they made. The new kid in the class got to hang with the cool gang. He was on a line with Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews kicked ass. Okay. He is, he is a stud. He is a superstar, seven shots on goal. He has a presence. Mitch Marner, same thing, a different kind of presence. Uh, great play. Again, they'll show the highlights as Jim Ralph and Joe Bowen said about he might have a uh, quick heads up play prevented a delay, of game penalty by knocking a puck down shot by Kerfoot that may or may not have gone over of the glass, but Marner knocked it down with a stick from the bench, but they did what it was needed to win those guys in particular. And the goaltending was solid enough. It was decent. It was nothing spectacular, but Jack Campbell, after some shaky starts, gave them good enough goaltending. So for me, the statement is a Maple Leaf team at the end of the day, the score was what matters the most finding ways to win. They didn't do that last year. They didn't do it in the bubble last year. They've done it quite well, by and large, here this year in the abbreviated regular season.
1: And for sure, we're looking for that bounce back, and I think it's a really good point. Uh, you know, there's a reason why they pay these guys that type of money. It's a step up when you need them, and they really, really did. Uh, and not to say they haven't been good lately. Austin Matthews has been excellent all season long. For the most part, ditto for Mitch Marner, but they really, pardon the cliche, took their play to an, another level tonight. Like, Austin Matthews scored, I just so grateful he's a maple leaf right like he he he's setting the world on fire now with 34 goals in what 43 games uh, 82 games slate it would be a pace of 65 like every time he has the puck you think something's you know good's going to happen
0: yeah no I'm unbelievable it's a, it's a real treat a treasure and the big thing as well was this was a night where there's good d had some real faux pas, whether it was Jake Muzzin, whether, you know, whether it was Hall, whether it was TJ Brody, they all did. Some led to goals. So you know what? It's one one element, pick up the other element when they're a little bit off. They've been solid D wise most of the season. Tonight they struggled. So the strong offensive play was really welcome.
1: All right, with that, let's bring in now the one the only Anthony Stewart from Hockey Central and Sportsnet. Stewie off the top. Uh, if you were on Willie Nylander's team, what type of watch would you buy him? <laughs> Well, I think you can
2: chalk it up to uh, the the uh, service disruption that was going on in all of Canada. So I'll chalk it up to that. But I'm surprised. I'm not surprised he did not get suspended because. Um, you know, he, he's got good social equity within the team. And I'm sure if there was a habit, they would make an example out of him. But right now, you're missing Mikheyev, you're missing Hyman. And he's too good of a player to be sitting on uh, the sidelines. So again, I'm sure he'll make sure he's got the triple alarm, uh, the BlackBerry going. You never have those problems, the BlackBerry. So I recommend he gets a BlackBerry because uh, that runs on solar uh, solar internet and solo uh, G. Is
1: a dude from BlackBerry still trying to make an NHL team work in Hamilton? Ball Silly? Is that his name? Yeah, Jim Balsillie. Yeah, that's a way back uh, playback. No, yes, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> With Anthony Stewart, a five-three win here for the Maple Leafs. So, uh, what were your general thoughts? Uh, I mean, the big boys came to play tonight, didn't they?
2: Yeah, it, it was a good game, and, and I think the, the the thinking from Sheldon Keith putting it on the board—he wanted to stress probably coming out strong. You didn't want to now, you know, have to sit back the first period and wait to get down a couple goals. I think they stressed, hey, let's come out first shift get pucks in deep, get pucks on net, and try to catch hella puck by surprise. And you saw that uh, within the first, you know, minute and a half going up to nothing. Matthew sort of caught him sleeping a little bit. Simmons as well with the backhand. So uh, I think they really stuck to the game plan. But I'm most impressed. Say what you want. I think Jack Campbell uh, did what he needed to do. It was not about the quality of the save, the timing of the save. And that save that he made on Dubois, the 13 minute mark of the of the third period there on, uh, on the half little breakaway. That's the stop that this team needs. They don't need him standing on his head, making spectacular slaves like Braden Holtby the other night they need that timely save and they got it tonight and that was the difference for the Leafs
0: yeah and you know we talk about the big guns going but also it's nice to see the old guns going because Mm -hmm. they played well to start before they got hurt Uh, Wayne Simmons a welcome goal Joe Thornton an almost goal and it wasn't even just that they scored an almost score just uh just more of a presence because depth has been an issue and I know we treat them with kid gloves out of respect but uh they've been they've been a hard time really finding their niche the last little while as well
2: yeah, and, and I think that they did have some early success in the season and uh, all things are going, but it gets tough. As you get to the third the qu- third quarter mark in the last eighth of the season, it gets really, really tough. And I think their veteran presence is going to help get them through that. So they did have a bit of a lull, but but uh, you know everyone's talking about the lineup. I'll tell you, Thornton and Simmons will be part of that opening night lineup for the playoffs because of moments like this. They can come up at the big moment. They keep it simple. You saw Thornton's goal. He just literally threw it through traffic with Matthews going to the net. You saw Simmons. He stands in front of the net. He's planted there in the power play. Uh, you know, he throws some punches to the head. If anyone's touching the goal, he keeps it simple. So you need these guys, these veteran guys, especially in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I was going to add, too, like – what is a roughing call? Like that was a questionable call on Simmons. Well,
2: huh? you know, he gave him some of that old school business. I'm not sure the camera panned uh, from the from the That's from hockey. the roof there, and yes, saw him, and he had like the glove. I think he's giving him a little fish up there, <laughs> so I think someone saw that, or that I think the ref may have heard uh, Dubois probably let out a little shriek. Yeah, <laughs> so, I, got, I got no. Yeah, problem. but you, you yeah. kill those off. You kill yeah. those off because we saw what happened in Montreal with Carey Price, and you want to be proactive, making sure no one touches that crease because it sets a precedent for the
1: rest of the game. Yeah, I got to address those situations i gotta ask you having played in this league playing in the world jays uh, i mean how uplifting is it uh when you're a player on a team to have a guy like matthews a guy like marner again going back full circle lost to matthews i'm just enjoying the moment because this guy scores on every shot it seems
2: yeah those guys are game breakers i just love that they have the poise with the puck when the game is so tight checking down guys are so fast these young guns are coming in with amazing speed and you just have the patience to to stop up or do a tight turn or protect it and and make these high quality plays when there seems like there's no room out there too. So um, the I'm just trying to think the teammates that I've had that yeah. were maybe like that, maybe an Eric Stahl in Carolina, or maybe an Oli Jokinen, but these guys are on a different level because they're doing it in a faster paced game, not just faster, but quick. And the speed that they're making these plays and the quickness that they're making it, it's, uh, I'm, a, I'm a hockey fan now, and I'm a fan of watching those plays that they make on a shift by shift basis.
0: Yeah, I was surprised Anthony's perspective on the Wayne Simmons play. I didn't realize Anthony's gone soft. So whatever, I thought he was a tough <laughs> player. So I guess we're talking a perennial uh, lady, lady Bing Don't trophy. tell him I said that. Yeah. You know, lady, He'll lady grab Bing. me
2: by the throat again.
0: <laughs> what, year, what, year, what year did you win the Lady Bing again, Anthony? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> anyway, way back I think away. it was on the
2: 35th, the 35th of <laughs> February. I okay, okay.
0: Hey, uh, I, was, I was mentioning just as you came on, uh, like the defense has really been a solid part, but man, they had some faux pas tonight, and, and whatever, it happens, but just some sloppiness. And I thought, you know, that w- that was the key that, okay, sloppiness is never a good thing. A 2-0 lead dissipates, but everybody's a- and the goaltender picked up for that un- unusual component of the leaf game tonight.
2: Yeah, I noticed their reads are sort of a little bit off, and, you know, you saw on, I think it was the one goal where... Um, Hall had the puck and he lost it and ended up going. I think it was to either Shifley or on the call. Co- it was on the cop goal, actually. You know, that's automatic. That's a detail that I teach my peewee kids. It's called the safe zone. When that puck comes there and you're not sure, automatic on your stick, off your stick, into the safe zone, too. So they're just, uh, the reads are a little bit off on, on defense, but I'll tell you what I think it is. I think it's because, uh, the, the system is let's get on offense as quick as possible. You know, the, the analytics say the more that you're on offense, the better it is overall. So I think they're trying to get off to the races where I think if they have a little less panic and trying to get up the ice and just keep it simple, understand their assignments in the D zone and just slow it down a bit, I think you'll have less chances against. I, I just see that they're just uh, not panicking, but they're like, okay, we got to get the puck up ice. And just a couple times this game, they just they just lost that puck and they were just bobbling it. So it's that little detail and you got to shore that up, especially going into the playoffs.
1: Last couple with Anthony Stewart, a 5-3 win here for the Maple Leafs, Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic here on Leafs Nation post game. So uh, Nick Foligno makes his Maple Leafs debut. I think he should have had two assists, but albeit it's one assist on the empty netter there for Mitch Marner uh what'd you make of putting Felino on the top line and if you were the head coach where would you put him
2: um I think he's a little bit more suited probably on the second line with um Tavares and Nylander but he, you're going to give him every opportunity to show what he can do and, and the one thing I tell you he looked a little bit tired they panned to him uh, with the camera on the bench a couple times he was huffing and puffing these two tank out but that's how it is it's a pa- fast-paced game and if, if you're sitting out seven days it takes time to uh to uh to to jump back into the mix here so he played 16 minutes tonight he had the assist I think he should have had the two he kept it simple that's what he needs to do he's a penalty kill guy he can stand in front of the net on the second unit um it's going to take him two three games to get back up to full speed but tonight I think he was uh, he was fine and I think uh when everyone's healthy you probably see him sliding in on that second line
0: in the playoffs which team do you think will be the toughest opponent for the Maple Leafs if they have to play them from the Scotia North Division
2: Uh, from the, in the North division or, uh, the Canadian division. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Ottawa. I think it's going to, I think it's going to be yeah, uh, Ottawa. Yeah, no, Vancouver. Oh uh, Calgary. Uh, no, I think it'll be probably Edmonton just because McDavid and Dreisaitl, you know, you can be down two goals in like the blink of an eye if you're not playing proper defense or paying attention to the details or you're taking bad penalties and bad discipline, they can score three goals in three minutes. So those guys can take their game to a whole another level. So I'm worried about uh, the Leafs if they can be able to handle, um, you know, Dreisaitl and McDavid in a seven game series. And especially now that Mike Smith Playing better as well, I think they would be the toughest opponents uh out of the other three teams in the division. Yeah, pretty
1: official. I guess you're out of Montreal, right?
2: uh Montreal played good last night. They played some heavy hockey, and uh, I'm just worried. I say I'm not worried about the goaltending. I'm worried about the scoring. They need to get yeah. Cole Caulfield in there, get him scoring. I know he's five foot uh, or four foot twelve. He's one of those <laughs> guys too. Get him in there. He can score goals. He's going to be a
1: star in the league. All right, Stewie, you're the best. Thanks so much for this. Thanks a lot, Goal, go. He always ends. I know. On a goal, Leafs go. Big Leaf guy, Anthony Stewart.
0: Uh, I am surprised he said Edmonton. That's interesting, you know.
1: But, but, uh. but the point is
0: that they are they are the smiling assassins. Drysdale and and especially Connor McDavid when you are playing against them. And yeah, you are right. If you get excellent goaltending, but it's just it's at uh, least got to win a playoff round. Like they oh. really they really have to win two, but they have to win one. They'll still be disappointed if they win one, but they haven't won one for like seventeen years. So I mean that's just big in itself, but. Man, they got to win, too. That's I don't. why
1: I, I just don't want to get involved in that conversation. Who do the Leafs want in the first round? I think you take anybody you get, uh, because I think, if anything, the bubble proved doesn't matter who they play. Okay, I didn't term it that way. I termed yeah, it. I who the no, toughest opponent. Saying, yeah, I'm just saying in general, like, I think, it, it, you know, you hear people talk on this station, other stations, Leafs fans. You got the pulse on, on social media. People are trying to pinpoint who they want. I don't think you're in a position to pinpoint. You go out there and you do your thing because they yep. lost to Columbus. Yes. Columbus, you know? Yeah.
0: You know, you're, you're absolutely right. That, that was like the lottery playing Columbus. Yeah, when it worked it really out that was. way, you said, oh, my goodness, <laughs> this has just worked out phenomenally. And you're right. No, but it, yeah. Anytime. And, and I, I don't think teams ever, ever do it. But if you sort of start thinking, yes, I'd relish the opportunity. It's going to come back and bite you in the butt. It generally does. What do you think Riley Nash is up to, Gord? Um, probably, uh, hanging with Stacey Nesson and, you know, people like that. Where are they all? I don't know. Just, there's all these other names that you, they talk about. They think he could be a factor in the playoffs. I mean, like, you know, you're, you're going to have 15 forwards. You might have one or two still injured then. but yeah. you're going to, you're going to, if you're, if you're going to go like past one playoff round anyway, so that becomes a factor. You're going to, you're going to be like Vegas does. And St. Louis was two years ago, 15 forwards that at the, at the disposal of Sheldon Keith and just a bunch of different little ingredients you can put in. So I don't know what he's going to be. I, I know he's got to be happy getting a Columbus. Columbus is horrible now. What a horrible situation. That, I mean, they're, they're going out the the season uh, the weakest. They're going out with the biggest whimper, not a bang. Uh, uh, Buffalo's put up a bit of a fight. Detroit, a bit of a fight. Ottawa, a lot of a fight. And Columbus is just brutal.
1: Not to mention a lame duck uh, head coach, John Tortorella, who could be out uh, following this season. And a couple stars are unhappy there. And Max Domi and uh, Patrick Line of the Maple Leafs. A 5-3 win here against the Winnipeg Jets. 5-3 and 0 Gord uh, in this 10 game series with Winnipeg so far this season but it's been pretty much as advertised really really close hasn't it
0: Yeah it has and and you know it's uh Connor Helback is funny tonight because he had those two unbelievable games against the Leafs we talked about Jacob Marks from school tending on on Sunday but really Helback's two games earlier just after Thatcher Demko's two games had been big so it it was I did not expect to see him pulled you know like early in the game that's I I would not have predicted I don't know your prop bets uh, Connor Hallebach being being pulled at whatever was eight minutes. I, yeah. I would not. I would not have had that in the cards.
1: I was looking at the under in this game. I'll be quite frank about it. Uh, you know, you had Winnipeg off a layoff. Toronto's just trying to have better structure, and then they came out guns a blazing, and goalie couldn't make a save. And I wondered where David Riddick was on that bench Gord.
0: Well, yes, he had a good view and I'm scared uh, for life. And though. at the end, and and Jack. Well, I hope he's okay next time. <laughs> I don't know the mentally. I, I like that Jack Campbell was mentally tough. Like though, like those two goals. Yeah that he tied it up, or, you know, when you're not going well, you don't get the bounces, you don't get the breaks, and that's something Freddie Anderson t- tried to maintain a little bit, like, uh, you know, hey, it's on him, but also it's like life when, you know, just when you're in a rut, you get no breaks, and uh, and uh Jack Campbell, those were defensive faux pas. Should he have made one save? I, I don't know. They were really sloppy defensive defensive breakdowns that way, and after that, he, he, you know,
1: he made the saves. He could have very easily lost his mojo, lost his confidence. Meantime, I grew up with Days of Our Lives, but the soap opera regarding the power play is just better in my opinion, Gord. So we'll go with it. I like Passions growing up as well. Great soap opera back in the day, but Passions, this, yeah, it was really good. Really, was it a one-hour one? one? It's very underrated. I don't was know if I, a lot. Of people I guess I was uh,
0: taping the Y and R at that yeah. particular point. Likely, I don't know.
1: Very, very likely. Uh, but the least power play, zero oh, for one. Three for forty-nine. You can describe some MLB averages if you know what I'm saying right now, but we won't go to that territory. We'll talk about this least power play. And important to note, the configuration is said power play, and I understand PP two is on to start, but they took up a, a good chunk of it. But start and almost finish. Yeah, like no shit. Like I don't know. I, I don't know where to assess or where to go with this power play. You just hope they come out of this before the playoffs. scored. I believe they will. Yeah. It seems a bit
0: better. It is totally befuddling. Uh, uh, I I don't get it. In the slightest. And you're right. He he basically went with the went with the other guys. Uh, but and the other part a little bit today, and Adam Brooks especially, he was, was good. you good, you scored yeah. twice. Shoot the puck. Shoot the puck. Just like when Mitch Marner uh, sometimes you can never say Mitch overpasses with the kind of stats True. he has, but I'd like him to shoot every now and then a bit more. And boy, he timed one and just wired
1: one perfect in Mitch Marner's style tonight. We call that being cute sometimes. And I I, I think, you know, just to wrap. I think Brooks was really good in this game, Gord. He played I've eight, liked him. 8.55. Uh, he was a plus one, and I think there's a reason why Stefan Nason didn't come in tonight, by the way, wearing Jimmy Vesey's number 26 and Par Lindholm as well, <laughs> but was the fact that Brooks came off a good game and he scored again.
0: So when Jimmy Vesey has the number retired, does Par Lindholm and Barry Melrose and Mike Khrushchevsky do they show up for the uh, no. ceremony? Okay. Only child. Uh, Boyd. I anyway, I I still think you got to shoot the puck twice, twice. You know, you when you have a when the shot ends up coming from a worse spot that you had a chance to do it, then you know. And of course, it's in hindsight, it's easier said yeah. than done. But but yeah, he's he's one of those he's one of those spices, right? Uh, you know, Pierre Engvall ain't impressing right too much right now. He's not a guy that's impressing no. too much. So no, you know all all, all the uh, all Sheldon's horses and all Sheldon's men. He's going to decide. Uh, who is there for the start of the playoffs. And he's got he's got a lot of different things to decide.
1: No doubt the push to the Stanley Cup playoffs are here and great to see the Maple Leafs get rid of this five-game winless skid. that scored Stellic. I'm Nick Alberga. Still to come, some post-game reaction, including Sheldon Keefe, the head coach. This is Leafs Nation post-game on Sportsnet 590 The Fan.
0: Breaking down, what's up? What's up? This is Leafs Nation post-game on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Charlie Conacher and a shot scores right off the rush. It is Austin Matthews snapping it home and the Leafs open the scoring 27 seconds into the first period.
1: Absolutely on fire. Austin Matthews, like he normally does, it seems, scores the first goal of the game, number 34 to match the jersey number, prorated over 82. It's 65. He's really good at hockey. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stellick who's really good at broadcasting at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelick.
0: Gee, thank you, Nick. You're welcome, Yes, Gorge. no, you know what? Uh, Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner, when they score, which means they get at least two goals in a game, so that's a good sign, 32-2-3. and three. So they've only lost twice in 37 times that they both got a goal. And on Marner's goal, uh, the first goal, not the empty netter, Yeah, that was a, see, that's the play where Austin Matthews, gra- the one that we think Nick Foligno should have got the second assist on it, but that's the play where all of a sudden Austin Matthews comes up with the puck like he's got a lacrosse stick. You know, it's just you it, can't stop. Uh, yeah, but just a big guy. It, it's 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 like it's like a magician. You you got to watch closely because you don't quite get it how he comes up with the pocket. Doesn't look like he's going to get it. Oh, he gets it. You know, and 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 that's not by accident. You know, and and it's that's a part of, of his game that has always been there, but has grown. You know, a little bit year, year by year as he's gained more experience. And on that Marner goal. That was phenomenal because it kind of looked like a hard, harmless play. looked like Felina would kind of misfired and they were going to get it out. And all of a sudden, nope, Austin's got it. And there it goes to Mitch. Teed up. There you go.
1: Bottom line, I'm just sitting, enjoying the run grabbing a six pack and just enjoying the greatness because that's what we're, we're, we're witnessing greatness. Like this guy is on route to a rock. Yeah. Or a shard.
0: I was surprised you drank a six pack in studio, yeah. but I guess there's nobody around. Don't so tell anybody. Yeah, okay. It's uh well, it was a three pack, but anyway, uh, <laughs> it's, I, I just let you write three, pack. you know, the, the entertainment value there, there was a lot of, there was sloppiness tonight, but I found more. And it's not just because the Toronto Maple Leafs won the game, yeah. but yeah, they're just because I like the great players being great. And uh, John Tavares played well as well. You know, i like i like seeing the i like seeing the big guns be the big guns
1: it means they're trending towards a perfect game coming up on uh, on saturday against the winnipeg jets as we hear now from
3: austin matthews austin what's the most uh, playing on a line with nick folino tonight
4: Uh, i mean he's easy to play with um you know i think you uh kind of just know what to expect from him every night he's gonna work really hard he can make plays he's skilled uh you know he's really good in around the net uh really good hands and um you know he's just uh, easy easy. he talks a lot out there so i think it just just makes myself and and mitchy's job easier so um you know not easy for him uh, especially just skating maybe one or two times and you know two weeks and then playing in a game but uh, i think as we continue to go along here he's obviously getting his legs back under him and uh, we're just going to continue to build chemistry uh so i think tonight was obviously a positive step
3: jack campbell's been pretty hard on himself the last little bit here what do you make of the way he battled tonight
4: Oh, he battles every night. Um, You know, he holds himself to such a high standard, but, um, you know, I think we we tell him a lot of time. We we win as a team and we we lose as a team, and uh, he's obviously a big part of this team, and he's been playing unreal for us, and uh, he made some big saves, especially late in that third period for us tonight, and uh, he's been making some incredible uh, stops and playing some
5: great hockey for us all year long. Next up, we'll go to Chris Johnson, Sportsnet. Go ahead, Chris.
4: Yeah, so i'm wondering when you have a, a new teammate linemate that jumps in like nick i mean how much more communication is there on the bench and in the dressing room and stuff like that uh i think there's a lot uh especially um just with how quick um you know we, we jump into it with a 15-minute skate this morning pre-game skate and then uh, jumping right into a game so i think as the periods or uh, as the game went along um, just communicating with each other on the ice on the bench in the locker room just feeling each other out so, uh, you know, we can make the best plays possible and, uh, and obviously uh, create uh, opportunities for each other.
5: And the last two here, we'll go to Kevin McGrand, Toronto Star, go ahead, Kevin.
3: Austin, you guys had a, a few bumps in the road a little bit lately, but anytime you come up against uh, uh, the Jets, the, the big teams that are battling you guys for position in the North, you seem to come up with big games and big moments. What's that say about you guys?
4: I think it says uh, we're we're resilient, obviously. Uh, We're in a bit of a schneid there for a bit, and uh, this is a big game for us, uh, a team that's close to us in the standings and uh, just trying to create separation, so... Obviously, uh, a big two points for us tonight, and uh, we got to get ready for uh, for the next one here in a couple of days.
1: Okay, Austin Matthews, number thirty four on the season, spearheading a uh, three point night or a two point night, excuse me, one and one for Matthews, two and one for Mitch Marner, and a five three win here for the Maple Leafs. But uh, again, great to see the. Uh, five-game losing streak put to bed and you're feeling good and and the separation as well in the standing score.
0: Yeah, you know, they bend but don't break. Uh, I I don't think it's the end of the world if they come first or not, but it'd be a little disappointing given what they've done. But uh, I like that they stay at that level. I was just thinking now, uh, so they're in Winnipeg and they're going to play on Saturday. And you know what tonight is like? Um, So way back when, when I worked with the Leafs, quite often Winnipeg games were a Sunday night. And the big complaint was there was nothing open. Like there was nothing open in Winnipeg on a Sunday night. We stayed at Portage in Maine, right where Bobby Hall signed all those years ago at the Westin. And it was dead, dead, dead. And I got a lot of friends in Winnipeg, okay? Or, or a fair number of friends in that. They're, brag. They're, they're very proud of the city. There's a lot of very friendly people. So I'm just thinking this trip's gonna kinda remind them of that. This is so of the one city Winnipeg's kinda like it was circa a few decades ago because yeah, it's these these trips are like like it's vanilla. It's the same. It's Groundhog Day. It's kind of like it's kind of like we're going about our daily lives. And that a lot of people out there, it's like Groundhog yeah, Day. it
1: Sort of feels like me without King West, you know.
0: Yes, without two cats in those places. But yeah. but but I think that's about being mentally tough. You, you saw Robin Leonard be very public about it. Jim Rutherford even said, yeah. you know, he's he's cool now, but he said he needed a bit of a reset. And uh, when you know he's leaving the, the Pittsburgh Penguins, that just. Day to day, it gets to you. So I think, I don't know where the leafs are situated that way, but I think that's kind of a bit of a it factor that could be out there for all the teams
1: just need to get to an uh, an alarm clock for willie nylander right? <laughs> we'll be feeling good as we hear they're, now. they're
0: hard to find those uh, I, they, I have one. an alarm clock anymore, i do right but they're actually hard to find got just a cell
1: phone and iWatch. watch everything you know
0: i think my dad god rest his soul bought yeah. the last typewriter ribbon ever at one of those <laughs> big man the guy was so nice helping him my dad was there with the walker bending low to me and insisting he gets it
1: I don't know how many years ago it was. I love the throwback uh, tales tonight from Gord Stellick. What's it? Just a little senti- a little sentimental journey tonight. A man of depth, Gord Stelic. Another guy from depth and, and of depth. Here's Mitch Marner.
6: Hey, Mitch. Uh, your first impressions of Nick as a line mate and then the, the, the play that he made there at the end uh, to unselfishly get you the puck for that easy tap-in.
7: Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, all night here's hunting the puck. Um, looked like he didn't really come off a seven-day quarantine, so I thought he did a really good job. Um, like I said, he did a great job hunting the puck um, down low. He was opening up a lot of space for me and Matt. Um, the end there—it's a, it's a great play by him to curl up and find me. And um, I think we're happy with our night. We just got to make sure we stay consistent with it. Thanks, Mitch.
3: Next up, we'll
5: go to Mark Masters. TSN, go ahead, Mark.
3: Mitch, it's just one game, but how similar do you feel to find the feel with Nick versus that, like Zach Hyman?
7: Um, I mean, I think they're uh, kind of the same player. I've just. You know, guys that work really hard, um, have uh, very good hands around the net, um, can make plays, can also take a hit to make a play. And um, on the forecheck, you know, he's always trying to get body and the puck free just for us to come in and kind of get it away from his feet and then try and set up plays. And you know he's just going to be at the net, same as kind of Zach. So um, I think, uh, like I said, he did a great job for coming off those seven days and played a hell of a game with me and Matt. Next up, we'll
5: go to Kevin McGran, Toronto Star. Go ahead, Kevin.
7: Uh, those uh,
3: The goals, uh, it was 2-1 really early in this game um, and then your goalie sort of uh, does his job tonight. A few words about about Jack Campbell and, and uh, some of the big saves he made there, uh, late in the second, late in the third, that kind of stuff.
7: Yeah, he was great for us tonight. Um, a couple of key saves on breakaways and two-on-ones and stuff like that and at the end, six on five, coming up with the big saves and we need them. So. Um, you know he played a hell of a game tonight. Um, just the patience when he what he brings is just calms our whole team down, and um, I think it was a big reason why we won this game.
5: And last one here, we we'll go to Lance Hornby, Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Lance.
8: uh Mitch uh, seems that every time uh, first place, uh, your first place seat has been in danger. You guys have come up big against Winnipeg, Edmonton, Montreal earlier earlier in the season. Uh, a good night to uh, to break a five game losing streak.
7: Um, yeah, I mean it was definitely important. Uh we know this team is right behind us, so we gotta make sure uh we come ready to play for these games. Like every game. Uh obviously what we were going through before we weren't happy with, so we wanna make sure we came out and played a full sixty, um, played hard and make sure we're not giving up a whole lot of chances. I thought we did a good job of it. We gotta make sure we're ready for the next game because they 'cause they're gonna come out hungry and um, try and do the same thing. So just gotta make sure uh we come ready and uh, you know, bring the pace as well. Mitchell Marner. Two and one, again, Unselfish by Nick Felino, Gordon.
0: Yeah, well, two parts. One is uh, the Zach Hyman question. Mitch should have said if Zach Hyman was playing, he would have got the empty net goal because Zach Hyman seems to get all the empty net goals. <laughs> and the other one, okay, we're trying to create this narrative because it's a feel good story, <laughs> Nick Felino's first game about the incredible unselfishness. Now, Nick Felino is an unselfish person, unselfish uh, player, yeah. character guy. Please, to, we're, we're not we're not going to lie on that one as what well. like he did not have a great shot. I'm running with for it. the empty netter. So the the prudent play was to pass it to a wide open Mitch Marner, and he made a great play for that on the empty netter. So is it unselfish? Um, yes, smart, but yeah. also it was smart.
1: Yeah. It was actually the the best play, the right play to do. I I love feel good stories, so I'm going to run with it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well just, well, just like the sound of music with the Vancouver Canucks, the wonderful win on Sunday. Like, you know, the, yeah. the, like I said, them coming over the Swiss Alps with Julie Andrews about that great song. But anyway, so, um, yeah, that's not my narrative to, like, unselfish Felino paces Leafs. It's just nice to have him, nice to see him fit in. He's not going to have a ton of games. That's that's part of the downside of a trade deadline. A lot of people don't realize to, for the player to get acclimated to find his niche, his role within the team, and the, and vice versa with the team. It's not that simple.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. I I think you look at past cup winners. It's not usually the big-time names of teams who end up winning the cup last year, Blake Coleman and Barclay Goodrow, the big ones. Like, you have to date back to, like, Jeff Carter, Marion Gabrick, those pickups for Los Angeles. It's not normally the big-time pickups. That's why, I mean, you know, I'm intrigued by this pickup. But certainly, I think you add in... Uh, you know, the big time caveat of this season and the fact that he had to quarantine for a week. I mean, we're, we're running out of racetrack in this regular season, too. Yeah. And,
0: and this is I mean, Pittsburgh did it with Trevor Daly one year and yeah. then with Ron Hainsey, like Ron Hainsey from nowhere. And they, won, and they won Stanley Cups. But yeah. they didn't give up what the Leafs gave up for Nick Felino. And, you know, I, I, I still say it's money well spent. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with
1: I'm fine with swinging for the fences that way. All right, uh, we'll we'll dive into the break here. Still to come, Sheldon Keith. We'll also get you set for uh, Saturday's second of two between the Maple Leafs and the Winnipeg Jets from Winnipeg. That's Gord Stellick. I'm Nick Alberga at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stellick on Twitter. And this is, of course, Leafs Nation post game on Sportsnet five ninety The Fan.
0: We need to talk about what just happened. This is Leafs Nation post game on Sportsnet five ninety The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network.
1: If you can believe it, the first Maple Leafs victory since the trade deadline five three here against the Winnipeg Jets. There goes the five game slide. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you at the Golden Muzzyak. Gord Stelic on Twitter. Nick Felino, Gord, what'd you think of his debut? One assist plus one.
0: Um, I thought it was uh, pedestrian. Yeah. I thought it was okay. I, I like his presence there. He he would acknowledge a little bit. You don't get out of shape, but just the, you know, just the game conditioning. What it's about nine days or so. Yeah. But. Um, I I I just like the presence. So he wasn't a fact. He wasn't a factor like his linemates were, and uh, the big thing is he can do a lot of different things. He didn't tonight, but just on different lines, play, can play center, can play the wing. I like. It's like his dad. I just like seeing him out there in a leaf uniform. Mike Flina was kind of like that too. He could do it. You know, he could play at a lot of different lines. By the time he came to the Toronto Maple Leafs,
1: just looking that drive from Columbus to Greater Sudbury, ten hours.
0: I think they chartered a plane for him. Really? Yeah. I honestly, I think they chartered a huh. plane. So it, it took way less. And then, uh, and they plopped him there and he started his quarantine.
1: Fair Pro- enough. Yeah. You know, things you find out.
0: Well, probably uh, David Reddick had to come on the Calgary flames plane <laughs> it come.
1: A, quite a year. That's all I yeah. could pretty much say as we hear from the newest Maple Leaf, Nick Fellino.
8: Nick, you talk about the first game and, uh, are you ever going to take that hat off now? It seems to be a good luck term.
9: <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh, we'll keep it going. That was the plan. So, um, yeah, nice to get that one under my belt. I, uh, Mitch and and Austin were carrying me in the first. uh, I felt uh, pretty crappy, but uh, I slowly got my legs and felt a little better and just thrilled for the guys to get a win, especially coming in the lineup and uh, being able to celebrate with them. That was a big one for us.
5: Next up, we'll go to Chris Johnson, Sportsnet. Go ahead, Chris.
3: Yeah, Nick, just wondering, what do you think you remember most about uh, your first game with a new team?
9: I screwed up the warm-up. Uh, which is pretty funny I think that was the the one thing I think any guy always says they worry about the most is the routine and warm-up and I already got in the way of some guys so that was kind of funny um, but I think I'll remember most is the win I mean that's what you came here to do that's what I came here to do and help and uh, it was just so fun to battle with these guys and you could tell their their attention to detail how much they care and um, it's fun to be in a room like that where uh, you can tell they're they're working towards something and uh, you know I want to help in any way I can be a part of that
8: when you're coming up the ice there in, in the final seconds, are you thinking about
2: shooting, or, or did you want to find Mitch with the pass? Uh,
9: I did, and then I just thought uh, if I can turn it up, I knew he'd probably be wide open. A lot of times, they're just last stitch effort, right, to to try and stop that empty netter. So uh, I'm happy that I was able to give it to him and we get the win. That's all that matters.
5: And last one here, we'll go to Mark Masters TSN. Go ahead, Mark.
3: Nick, uh, Austin, and Mitch have built up a lot of chemistry here uh, with the Leafs over the last little bit. What, what? How would you describe what it's like playing with those guys?
9: Well, you can just tell they 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 know a lot about each other and how they play the game, and uh, you just try to you know compliment that, and uh, you know you, they don't make it too hard on you. You know, if you can play a straight ahead game and give them some room, get them the puck, and then go to the net and and try to just be be heavy in the areas that you need to be heavy in. Uh, you can have a lot of fun, which was was evident tonight, and uh, hopefully we can continue that and. Uh, you know it's, it's it was it was a it was a lot of fun to play with those guys but more more importantly just to play with the whole team you know I just had a blast being on the bench and the you know you could tell how much they care for one another and uh so it was uh it was it was exciting to get back out there and battle and compete.
3: It's been a while since you've played for a new team. Uh, how would you describe the emotions
9: of today? Yeah it uh it hit me more around game time just you know the normal faces you see and the routines you have and I didn't realize you know there are I don't call myself a superstitious guy, but there are the routines, and creature of habits. and a lot of that got thrown thrown around today. So, um, but uh, but special just to just to be out there and uh, you know and 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 have this opportunity, I appreciate it so much, and I'm going to do whatever I can to make the most of it.
5: And one more here, we'll go to Bob McGill, Least Nation Network. Go ahead, Bob.
9: Uh, Nick, uh, obviously. Uh... Uh, your dad would have been uh, pretty proud watching you uh, tonight uh, in a maple leaf uniform and uh, seeing him you know, you wearing his old number here tonight uh, pretty special moment for your family I'm sure yeah I was uh it was pretty cool to see the number and the nameplate I was saying earlier just uh you know it's it's I remember seeing it on him when he played so uh pretty proud moment uh, I know I know he was tuned in and um you know I was be able, proud to be able to get a win in the uniform and uh brought back a lot of great memories for sure
1: what a humble cat the former captain of the columbus blue jackets uh nick folino and i think if he looks uh one peek at the past columbus has dropped eight in a row so he's happy to be maple leaf i I guess so i guess so wow
0: and you forget he was an ottawa senator originally drafted by the ottawa senators
1: he was way back when so was mika zibanejad for that matter right a lot has changed over the years alexander
0: daig (laughs) <laughs> on and on. Well, you know there's a, I'm, I'm not going to have one now, I, but this is good. We're going to have a lot of chance over the next few weeks for a lot of Mike a lot of Mike Foligno stories. There's a lot of good Mike Felino yeah, stories.
1: Absolute stud. And so is Gord Stellick. I'm Nick we will hit the final break of the night. Other side, we'll hear from Sheldon Keith, a 5-3 win here for the Maple Leafs in Winnipeg. You're listening to Leafs Nation Postgame on Sportsnet 590 the Fan. Don't
0: worry. We'll turn the lights off when we leave, but we're not done yet. This is Leafs Nation Postgame on Sportsnet 590 the Fan. The Leafs Radio
8: Network.
1: All right, welcome back to Leafs Nation postgame. A 5-3 win for the Maple Leafs here against the Winnipeg Jets. Nick Alberga and Gord Stellick. Final wrap, breaking it down at the Golden Muzzy. At Gord we will uh, break down and preview Saturday night's return affair. We think Connor Hellebuck's going to go after being pulled tonight. Three on six. But last and not least,
3: we hear from Sheldon Keefe. Sheldon, how do you like the way uh, Nick Felino fit in with Austin and Mitch tonight?
6: I liked it a lot, you know, especially as the game wore on, and you know we're we're in control of the game on the scoreboard and protected the lead. He's just a very smart, smart player. Has a lot of little things really well that help you win games.
5: Next up, we'll go to Steve Simmons, Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Steve.
4: Sheldon. You've had a lot of games this year that Matthews and his line have been very good, and a lot of games lately where Tavares and his line has been very good. But you haven't had that many times when the two of them were really on top of their games. Is this one of those rare nights this season where the two have been,
1: you know, were dominant?
6: I'm not sure I'd use the word dominant uh, here tonight, but um, I I thought we got good... A good game from all four lines, if I'm, if, if we're really talking about it. I, I thought, uh, you know, not our best game. I mean, we didn't spend uh, nearly enough time in the offensive zone, but I, you know, I thought, I, I thought we got good efforts, good plays by uh, all of our lines. But but yeah, you know, I thought, you know, Austin and, and Mitch were um, and Nick that line obviously produced for us here today, and then you know, I think John and Will have just uh, have been playing extremely well Galchenyuk worked really hard here tonight so we know that that's important we need to have you know lines firing and having Nick in the lineup here today gives us a boost and, and and gives us we know it gives us more depth yet at the same time you know that's the goal of the deadline is to add another player to to our group but then you know right now you're playing without Mikhail and Hyman here tonight and uh you need other guys to step up, but I I thought we got good efforts all throughout the lineup there. Adam Brooks, another real strong game tonight. Uh, so those types of things are, are very positive and they help you win games.
5: Next up, we'll go to Kevin McGran, Trauma Star. Go ahead,
3: Kevin. Uh, Sheldon, what did you think of uh, two players in particular as well? Um, Rasmus Sandin's role tonight looked like he was really on top of the puck and your goalie gave you, I think, the night you wanted out of him.
6: Yeah, Andy again look look really confident uh, here tonight again uh, doesn't look like a guy that's missed a great deal of time and is you know still adjusting to the NHL uh, so you know another real good real good effort from him and, and then yeah Campbell you know we we gave him a couple of tough pucks to deal with there early in the first period right around his crease uh, you know off of turnovers but um I thought he got better as the game. Uh, wore on which is a really good sign obviously there's a lot on the line here trying to get a win and and the game's really tight right to the end and I thought his his best play was at the end you know whether it was the penalty kill in the third period or the six on five he just looked looked really strong and confident so that uh, of course is is big for him and
8: even bigger for us
5: we'll go to Lance Hornby Toronto Sun go ahead Lance
8: Sheldon, you have these guys against Saturday, but it seems every time uh, that your first place seed has been endangered, you guys have, have come up with a big game against a team directly behind you. A sign of maturity, of course. Again, you have uh, you have another game with Winnipeg Saturday, but uh, you pleased that they came up big tonight in a divisional game.
6: Yeah, I mean, we needed to get a win here today. You know, it's no matter who we were playing, we need to get on back on the right side of it. Another game here tonight, we're, we're in control, right? You know, we had a two-goal lead. I hated the fact that we made it a one-goal lead uh, going into the third. Uh, but, you know, the we had to turn the light bulbs on there for the third period and, and make sure we took care of this one. I thought I thought we had a good period. You know, I thought we had more than enough opportunities to extend our lead and – um you know we didn't we didn't execute to to finish our chances but we did a lot of good things i thought to control play for good good portions of the third and, and more, more most importantly not give up a whole lot around our net um in terms of the standings and everything like that you know we we didn't we didn't talk about that a great deal i think no matter who we were playing today we just know we needed to to get a good effort and, and uh i think that we did that here today but A lot of things we could do better, and we certainly are going to have to do that on
8: Saturday. How big to have uh, Joe and Wayne get on the board tonight too?
6: Yeah, I mean, you 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 need to have uh, those contributions every now and again. You know, those guys have been. I think they've been playing some good hockey. That was Wayne Simmons' best game in a long time here today. I think Joe's played played really good hockey for us uh, for a while now. Just another guy that you know. I I know his his offensive contribution hasn't been there, but. Joe knows how to to play and knows how to manage games uh, when the game's on the line. Uh he's making a lot of really smart plays with the puck and taking care of it and it's allowing us to utilize, you know, our fourth line in important times in the game. And he's really pushing and challenging the rest of our bench to, you know, to be really good in those in those areas and in those moments. Uh, so to see them get some offensive contribution today is is good and it's a reward for them but Again, I thought uh, I thought the four lines we had today, I felt comfortable playing the, playing those guys, despite the fact we're playing against, you know, one of the deepest uh, forward groups in our division here.
1: All right, there you have it. Uh, Sheldon Key following a 5-3 win here against the Winnipeg Jets. So for what I gathered, he was uh, okay with the performance. Wants a bit more here, Gord.
0: Yeah, yeah. So when he was asked the one question about dominant, he just I don't think they were dominant. I didn't think they were dominant either. Yeah. I, I kind of agree with him. There was some... Good depth from all the lines that way. And, uh, and so it's the kind of thing. How's your dinner? It's fine. It's fine. You know, it's um, it was, was fine dinner, enough dude? to win. Um, and Chinese food. Do you enjoy it? I always eat too much. But anyway. I anyway, bad after yeah. the fact. You're, yeah. right. You're yes. right. Yes, always a little bit too much. But just yeah. uh, uh, you want a little bit better. There's, a bit, there's certainly another gear the Leafs can go. But it's, it's a very satisfying win.
1: The out-of-town scoreboard happening right now. The Colorado Avalanche late in the third period with 4:20 remaining. Ha, 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 A 3-2 lead here on the uh, St. Louis Blues. Jaden Schwartz has just scored uh, from Bozak and Tarasenko coming down to the wire. And it's Devin Dubnik once again. Again, Grubauer is out, Ranton and, and others are out for the Avalanche.
0: Well, uh, the Avalanche are fine, though. It's St. Yeah. Louis battling for that fourth and final playoff spot with Arizona. This is kind of this is a big game for them because we're starting to run out of runway that way. And uh, just pick it up on another one. How about... Jacob Verana, four goals. Uh, but you know, so so we're talking about a team that's looking at a playoff spot. That's the Dallas Stars.
1: And uh tonight it's Detroit that comes up big, including one of their new acquisitions, a four-goal game. I'm just thankful for uh, you know, Detroit and Washington for pretty much saving the deadline this year, right? Making that trade coming out a Real of hockey trade. Yeah, yes. like I, I think it's it's honestly a deal that's gonna work for both sides. I think Mantha's got four goals in five games, and so far Verana. Uh, having himself a night, as you, you alluded to, five goals in four games for the Detroit Red Wings. Vancouver and Ottawa early on, 0-0 in the first there. Boston all over Buffalo, 5-1. The Islanders losing one nothing in the shootout to the Washington Cap- Capitals. What a captivating game there. <laughs> uh, Pittsburgh, 5-1 against New Jersey. Carolina, 4-2 over Florida. Uh, Tampa wins 3-1, and again, eight straight losses for Columbus scored.
0: Yeah, yeah, just not... Pretty there at all. By the way, Carolina, two shorthanded goals by Sebastian Ajo in their yeah. 4-2 win over Florida. So that's yeah. a big battle that way. Columbus has just, you know, slid out of that playoff race. They're they're, they're battling for lottery balls, uh, whether they're doing that consciously or subconsciously. Uh, I, I can remember the late Dan Maloney when he was assistant coach for the Leafs. And was one. I think it was the year we came dead last and ended up drafting Wendell Clark. But just getting set to practice. And there were about a dozen games left in the season. And he said, Gordy. Don't you wish the season could end yesterday. You know, and it was kind of thing like, you know, he was a competitor, but boy, it's it's ugly when you're when you're playing out the string and and particularly this year in COVID world and that and not able to make the playoffs. And then you're at Columbus's case, you thought you were going to make the playoffs, you made some big trades. And now you're really, really languishing. That would be an ugly, ugly place to be.
1: Yeah, you're right, because you can really feel the off season, whatever it's going to be, wherever these guys are from. Certainly a lot has changed in the last 13 months or so, but it's just a tough, tough time of year. Even for us broadcasting, when we know this team is going to the Stanley Cup playoffs, but I think this will go a long way, this 5-3 victory against Winnipeg, creating distance in the standings. Now six points up on the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, the Oilers and company as we move in on the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. And we also get set for Saturday night in podcast form, Leafs Nation postgame, Gord.
0: Yeah, just nine games left yeah. in, in the regular season. So in some ways it's whizzed by. In some ways it's taken an eternally long time. I don't know. There's just been different ways about it. But uh, uh, I'm glad they got here. They're in the final lap that way. and And this, to me... Uh, I, as I said, they they needed to make a statement, and I thought the Maple Leafs made a statement about the team that this year has made a point of finding ways to winning games. Not
1: to mention Austin Matthews, I'd say at this point in time is closing in on a Rocket Richard Trophy Gord.
0: Yeah, last year he battled out with Alexander Ovechkin and David Pasternak, and I think he decided, you know what, be more fun maybe have to leave everybody in their dust. Honestly, and he, and he missed a few, he missed a few games, and he's had the wrist issue as well. It's it's phenomenal, and and he was that way tonight. He is just. Well, uh, if there if there were tickets for games, uh, worth the price of admission himself, but worth the price of watching or hopefully out there listening
1: on radio. He has a legitimate shot, health permitted next year, to score 60 goals, right?
0: Yeah, and also, he's a guy that should get consideration for the Hart Trophy. Yeah. Most valuable to his team. That just, that adds, that adds, that caveat adds to his, to me... Uh, as far as the criteria goes that Austin Matthews has for the Hart Trophy.
1: I have no stake in voting. It's got to be Connor McDavid. The guy's like 20 points up on anybody else. Like, he's on a different planet.
0: We'll talk later. We will. He'll um, win the Ted Lindsay Award voted by the players yeah. as the most valuable player. Um, I think there's arguments to be made for Nathan McKinnon and a few Bark others. Off, but, yeah. yeah. and Hey. hey. All, all these guys, okay. even Huberto, for a while. Like I mean, like, like whatever. You're you're you you're you're, you're you're insulting. Well, yeah, Chandyak. <laughs> you're insulting nobody about that because right. it's, a, it's it's a, it's a lead honor to be
1: talked about. Yes. So Gordo, we'll we'll talk on Saturday night, okay? uh looking forward to it. Nice win tonight. Nice job, Nick. Leafs win at five three. The final two and one for Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, number thirty four. Many thanks uh, to Anthony Stewart, Sam McKee, and Danielle Furtado and of course the most professional broadcaster, scored Stelic, I'm Nick Alberga. And this has been Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5.9 of the fan.